Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! I never ever thought that a show like this would get me back into comic book podcasting. Now, for those of you that already know, and for those that don't know, I took a long break. I had to take a long mental break for two specific reasons. Number one, well, three reasons aside from work. Number one, I got burned out. Got burned out with everything that was going on in my life, and I needed to take a mental break for myself and just really absorb the content that was coming through Disney Plus and other streaming platforms, really absorbing it, really trying to take my way to like just enjoy whatever it is that was going on in front of me. And other times, I thought to myself, huh, since Morbius came out, and by the way, that made me just lose all hope in studios creating good, decent, quality-type superhero films and shows, even though Sony and Disney are not, you know, together, sort of, I thought to myself, all right, let's take a break. Let me chill out. Let me relax. Let me just absorb the content as best as I can. And then She-Hulk Attorney at Law happened. And every episode that was just airing and every episode that was dropping, there was no way, there, there, was, there was just no way that writers and directors of this magnitude that are investing $25 million plus into this type of show would give us content like this. And oh my goodness, did they do it. Now, here we are, my She-Hulk attorney at law breakdown, spoiler-filled, spoiler-review, in-depth knowledge, whatever the hell that you want to name this episode, whatever the hell I want to name this episode. I'm just at the mindset where I'm like, okay, let me calm down because as much as I really want to tear this show apart, let me go to being as objective as humanly possible, even though there's going to be a lot of rants, maybe a lot of complaints, maybe a lot of words that should never be repeated in any way, shape, or form, but I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to be a good little boy. And see, well, (laughs) there's that. I'm going to try to see if I can review this as fairly as humanly possible. So with that being said, let's not waste any more time Let's get right down to it. Now, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Let's name the synopsis, shall we? Name the synopsis. (laughs) The name of the synopsis should be... You know what? Let's give it a name. The name of the synopsis should be... Writers versus Haters. And we're going to come to that in a bit. That's what the show to me was mostly about. Writers versus Haters. Okay? Just keep that in mind... Just keep that into your back pocket. We're going to come back to that way later on. Synopsis of the show, Jennifer Walters, Bruce Banner's cousin. They're driving down, they get into an accident, and then his blood, his head wound, gets infused with her blood, and she is now the She-Hulk, the female Hulk. Now what's different from Bruce Banner's Hulk 
is the fact that she can control herself and change into her Hulk form as flicking on a light switch on and off with no problems whatsoever. Not using anger, not using rage, not using emotions, not using anything like that. Nope, she can just instantly do it as much as she can, as well as she can. And then, this show peeks into the lifestyle of She-Hulk. She-Hulk goes on a date. She-Hulk goes to a wedding. She goes and do her lawyer thing, her, her cases. And you know what, it's funny because... The whole premise of the show, at least it was marketed as a comedy, a lawyer-esque type of comedy. Correct me if I'm wrong, isn't comedy supposed to make me laugh? Jeremy Johns once said this at one point. I remember he said this. He was like, I, I, I believe the analogy was if a tree falls into the forest and no one's around to hear it, does it still make a noise? And then he asked right on top of that, and I'm going to requote, requote this. If a comedy that's supposed to be a comedy that doesn't make me laugh, is it a comedy? Just think about that for a second. Just, just think about that. Now, of course, comedy is subjective, so I could just be talking shit on this one, but it was not a comedy to me. Oh my goodness, it was far from a comedy. I don't know what it was, but there's a different genre for it. Not a drama. It was just a different show. What should have been, this had the strong potential to be probably an awesome court case driven type of show. Very similar to, I don't know, off the top of my head, Law and Order SVU or any of the other Law and Order type franchises or Criminal Minds. You know, something to do with a little bit of detective type work, you know, where these cases are happening with superheroes and and, and, and something is being tried for something that they did not do. So it's up to Jennifer Walters to try to save the people as best they can in the court of law. Something that Daredevil has done, but a little bit more driven. A little bit more superhero driven. No, that's not what the show was about. This show is basically us peeking to the lifestyle behind the scenes in a way of Jennifer Walters herself. I'm going to explain, and you have already know if you have seen the show, if you haven't seen the show, and before I continue on, I will say this. If you enjoy the show, if you liked it, if you loved it, awesome. Kudos to you. I'm glad you did. Don't let me or anyone else that has a different perspective make you think any differently. However, like I always do, when it comes to this podcast, when it comes to my podcast, I look at both perspectives. I will talk about what I did like, what I didn't like. And let me tell you right now, whether you view me as someone that criticizes something and then all of a sudden you call me a bigot or you call me racist or sexist or whatever words that you want to fathom in your little brain because you woke fucks can't really comprehend that, hey, Maybe this show is not as good as it seems. There is some genuine criticism when it comes to content like this. But no, you want to bring up your pitchforks, set the world on fire, and say, No, you're wrong. I'm right. Fuck you. You're a bigot. You're this. You're that. It's fucking pathetic, and you need to stop. Now, let me continue with my review. 
this show had a strong potential to be something greater than what it was. The, but for some odd reason, Jessica Gao and her writing team, which I'm convinced, and Critical Drinker and Mauler and the other YouTubers and critics, they view this as well, were convinced that this was nothing more than the show or the writers manifesting themselves through this show. That's what it seemed like to me throughout the entire concept. You see, this show had no narrative structure. Everything was random. And I get it. It was marketed as a comedy sitcom, but there were certain situations that really didn't have anything to do with anything. If you truly think about it, if you take a particular scene or a particular episode from one of these episodes from this entire season, like the wedding scene, what changes? Really nothing. I mean, yeah, she goes on, she finds a guy that she ends up banging, and this guy is part of this, you know, woke troll culture known as intelligentsia. Maybe that, but 90% of the, of the time, the show isn't about anything. And... If you think that I'm mistaken in some way, shape, or form, then by all means, call me out on it. Say, no, the show is about this, this, and this. But let me continue on. What did I like about this show? I like the fact that there were multiple Easter eggs throughout the entirety of the show. It, it's very rare that you get an actual Marvel show that has so many Easter eggs. Especially what happened in the finale. I think one of my favorite Easter eggs that I saw was this chick named Madison. I forgot the actress's name, and I don't feel like looking it up. This actress Madison, the the one that said um, two N's and a Y, but it's not where you think, or whatever the hell she said. I don't know why. I kept thinking that was a sexual reference. I I don't understand. I, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I don't know. Maybe the show is dead to me. I really don't know. She said when she got to court and she was on the stand, she said along the lines of she made a deal with the demon, but she's not allowed to talk or say anything. Pretty sure that's heavy Mephisto Easter eggs right there. I'm pretty sure there is. If it's not and someone else that knows better, they can let me know in the comments or the sections or tweet at me or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but it's heavily Mephisto-type, you know, things. I love the fact that Daredevil was in it. Daredevil being my third favorite superhero. Sorry, Charlie Cox. Batman, Spider-Man kind of takes over that. I love the fact that Daredevil was in it, and I love the fact that Daredevil was actually kicking ass. I'm not completely sold on the red-yellow suit, especially when you see it in the daytime. During the night is cool, during the day is eh. I'm still trying to get used to it. I really am. I don't hate it. I'm just, I'm still trying to get used to it. But I love the fact that Daredevil was in it. I love the fact that Charlie Cox was in it, being the same person. And it was pretty much my favorite thing. Now, I'm going through my notes right now, and I thought I had more positive things to say in terms of what I like, but literally that was only it. I promise you that was only it. And that's sad because 
this show, as I said earlier, was supposed to be greater than what it was. It was supposed to be something that had much more of an impact, but yet, for some weird reason, Jessica Gao and her writers gave us this. And Kevin Feige signed off on it. It was mind-boggling to me. It really is. Now let me tell you about the stuff that I didn't like. And oh boy, was there a list. I hated the fact that the show was full of toxic femininity. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Toxic femininity. Okay? I hate the fact that the show was very anti-male. Almost every male character in the show was a piece of shit, a moron, a dumbass, someone that, you know, the the dating episode, for example, where she goes on dates, it was trying to make it clear that, oh, all of the men there that she dated were nothing more than low pieces of shit, even though it was She-Hulk herself that kind of lied to them whenever, you know... She became something that she's not. You know, she was depicted as, hey, yeah, she is She-Hulk, but she's not really being herself. Or she wasn't really honest about being herself. And then she gets mad at the guy for not being into the real her, but being into She-Hulk. Again, it's moments like this that makes me think to myself... If you just put in way more time, way more effort, way more energy in terms of what you're doing, this could have been a very awesome show. And like I said, maybe it is to you, but to me, uh, no, no, good God, no, dear Jesus, no. I hated uh, Titania's character, or Titania? I don't know why I kept thinking Titanic, it's not Titanic. Uh, Yeah, Titania's character. I hated her character. I hated it. By the way, real quick, in the comics, Titania was created by Doctor Doom. So, let that sink in for a minute. Titania, the character in the comics, was created by Doctor Doom. So, I'm just going to slide that in real quick. I hated this character because to me she was essentially a modern version of her Jersey Shore type of girl or someone that is full of glamour and a a social media influencer but is essentially one of the biggest fakest people that you would ever meet in your life I hated that I hated the fact that as I said the show was just full of just toxic wokeness that was going on and the dialogue was so absurd but you know what I'm going off a little bit of my attention here and I said I was let me tell you the one thing that I absolutely despise the first episode the first episode I hated the one scene that I hated from the first episode was the bathroom scene and let me explain why scratch what Jennifer said to her cousin about, you know, I am catcalled or, you know, I, I, I'm, I can control my anger because I do it infinitely better than you, even though 
Bruce Banner suffered way more than she could possibly ever have done when he's viewed as a monster, viewed as someone has been isolating himself from the government, nearly, no, not nearly, tried to commit suicide. Tried to commit suicide because if you remember from the Avengers movie, he did say that he put a bullet in his mouth and the other guy spit it out. So yes, he was suicidal. He suffered way more, but no. No, because she's a female, because she's a female, that gives some kind of right to say that she suffered way more than he has. And it just made me think to myself, these writers have written that in their woke agenda and dialogue. But here is the main reason why I despise the bathroom scene from episode one. Jennifer Walters comes into the bathroom you can see that she's full of dirt she's full of soot she's full of you know she's a wreck and these three or four women came in looked at her and instantly said oh no honey no 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 you need a makeover no 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 you you need a makeover you, you and they dolled her up and they give her a jacket and they leave her on the street for more guys to take advantage of so instead of the usual common questions like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you need assistance? Do you want me to call somebody? Should I call 911? Should I get my boyfriend to beat his ass? Things like that. No, what they did, they instantly looked at her implying that she was a victim of domestic violence and then proceeded to doll her up and then leave her in Mexico for all spots to be in. Do you understand why this pisses me off so much? Someone that got paid thousands of dollars to write that and the producer, head director, head board guy signed off on it do you <laughs> do you not understand how bad this looks i hated that bathroom scene once i saw that bathroom scene it was literally the the tone that set up for the rest of the show now let's go back and not let's go back let's go into the twerking Episode. I believe this was episode three or four. It was one of the first few episodes. The twerking scene with Megan Thee Stallion. I showed this scene to a few of my friends and we were laughing our asses off. We were laughing at the situation. We weren't laughing because it's funny content. We were laughing at how stupid it was. You know, because at first when I saw it, I'm like, okay... This is stupid. And I'm like, alright, well, maybe it's not stupid. Maybe it's all tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I just pointed at it. Sure, have that visual mindset. Maybe it is tongue-in-cheek, you know. It's literally and figuratively if you choose to do so. The point of the matter is this. Were there a few ha-ha moments? Not really. But there were more moments that kept on making me think to myself, how could the writers sign off on something like this? Did they not think that maybe something like this 
just doesn't work. This leads into the finale. And I'm going to explain to you why the finale doesn't work. And no, I'm not saying that the fourth wall break doesn't work. Because a fourth wall break happens a lot. Deadpool's done it. Harley Quinn has done it. She-Hulk has done it. And She-Hulk has done it in the comics before. I'm not... Being, I'm not mad at that. And other characters have done it before, but I'm saying within the Marvel realm. Here's the main reason why the finale doesn't work. You build up eight episodes just for a massive fuck you to the haters of the show. You build eight episodes just to scrap all of that off and say, actually, this was a fourth wall break, a massive fourth wall break the entire time, and eight episodes were done for nothing. Which means everything that has happened up to that point was for nothing. Forget about the plot where it was supposed to be She-Hulk against the haters and the trolls. Forget about that. No, it was all about a fourth massive wall break. The writers had no idea how to end this show with everything that they were doing. It's as if they wrote everything from all the episodes for the epic conclusion of this finale and then scraped it all off, I'd say right before the finish line. Everything they were doing, none of it mattered. Everything. From Jennifer Walters trying to find a job and adhere to her new life, to adjust to her new life as She-Hulk, to her dating life, to the pointless fucking wedding scene, to her going to therapy, losing cases left and right, by the way, getting exploited by trolls, all of that was for nothing. This was all done to peek into the lifestyle of a superhero living an ordinary life, and it means nothing. Now, there was a hint. There was a hint of character development and character progression. And that was for Jennifer to truly accept herself as Jen and She-Hulk. Here's the problem. That was kind of already done in the first couple of episodes. And we bring it back to we bring back to it in terms of I believe it was episode 6 or 7, the therapy episode where she acknowledges that and everyone around her Basically, the abomination of all the other characters, the other villainous type of characters, basically said, you know what? We accept you as Jen. We accept you as She-Hulk. You can accept yourself as that too. Because you matter. Everything you do matters. Guess what? This show doesn't matter. It really doesn't. The writers were essentially throwing darts at these random ideas for these scenes to take place. And I'm willing to bet, and I said this a while ago, I'm willing to bet that Jessica Gao and the writers were manifesting themselves in terms of these episodes. I'm willing to bet that there was one writer that weren't successful in dating, so they wrote that in. There was a, a person that maybe was a victim of domestic violence or, you know, knows someone of domestic violence, and they probably thought to themselves, you know what, I wish that I could have done something and I didn't do anything. So what did they do? They wrote that into the first episode. So, oh my goodness. Let me continue on. They also knew, 
from the get-go that people, apparently men, were going to tear the show apart left and right. So they decided to take advantage of that and write that within their own story. They figured they were extremely clever, being chess players, staying one step ahead of the curve, and with everything and everyone. The thing is, though, they had no confidence, and this is my, this is what I truly believe. They had no confidence within themselves or had the knowledge of writing something cohesive. So they had no choice but to rely on the cameos to uphold to uphold certain episodes to get the audience to tune in. Abomination. Wong. Madison dropping hints of Mephisto. I said that a while ago. Daredevil. Twice. They had to do whatever they could to have people to come back to tune in. They also knew that Daredevil was the only one that people truly cared about. Yet, they did not show him until episode 8. Even though it was heavily implied that they showed him after episode 5 when they dropped the mid-season trailer. Oh, I haven't forgotten about that one. Even though I didn't see it, there were hints of it all over Twitter, all over Instagram, all over YouTube, and everywhere you get your social platforms. Oh, I did not forget that at all. We go back to the original question. Why the finale doesn't work? Because everything that has happened up until then means nothing. They decided to do a fourth wall break finale to rewrite the entire ending of the show. Getting She-Hulk to say things like, Oh, this is absolutely stupid and the writing of this finale sucks. Almost like the writers are admitting their own faults and shortcomings, yet they're not taking accountability for what they're doing. This was the writers' way of trolling the haters for them to say, we were clever the entire time. This goes back to what I said from the beginning of the episode. Writers versus haters. This show was never about She-Hulk. This show was never about Jennifer Walters. This was about the writers against the haters, the critics, the reviewers, the YouTubers, the podcasters, someone that gives a genuine opinion of what this show was about, and it was the writer's way of going against us. And Jennifer Walters was the catalyst of all of them. I feel so bad for Tatiana Maslany, and I can tell behind the scenes. She's having fun. She's trying her best to make this work. She probably thought, you know what? This is what I got, and we're going to go with it. This entire show was supposed to be a lawyer comedy sitcom. I did laugh, but not for the reasons you think or believe. Eight episodes for the audience, trying to invest in a show that had no payoff whatsoever. What does that remind you of? What does that remind you of? Yeah, 
Game of Thrones Season 8. She-Hulk is the Season 8 Game of Thrones of Marvel. Now, as I said earlier, as I said earlier, you can like this show, you can love this show. You probably think, oh, Garcia, you're so full of hatred. You're not understanding the point. You and the others are not getting what the show is really about. You are nothing more than a negative person that thinks that the world revolves around men and that females should not have a voice and that you should enjoy something of what is put in front of you. They're the ones writing the show, not you. What do you possibly know about writing a show like this? What do you possibly know about creating something that could be so magical and beautiful? And you're right. In some aspects, I don't know what it's like to write a show like this. I don't know what it's like to be handed thousands, to be paid thousands to millions of dollars to write Marvel content. You're right. I don't. But I do know that what people truly care about when they see any content, aside from being entertained, is story and characters. Characters they connect to, a story they can follow. This story was random, if there is one. The characters were unlikable. Even Jamila Hill, the person that played um, Titania, she was going on a rant against other Twitter people saying, oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, I got paid. Oh, I'm doing well. How's your life going? Like, it's sad. It really is. Now, like I said, there were a couple of things that I did like, but they're pretty much overshadowed by the things that I didn't like. If they do make a season two, it's more of an obligation to watch it. But I don't think I will this time. I really don't think I will. The fact is, and I'm going to put this podcast to a close, this was a giant waste of time. And that's all there is to it. Guys, that's all we have for the podcast today. As I said, if you agree with me in any shape, in any way, shape, or form, if you disagree with me, that's fine. If you want to, I, if you have a different perspective, I would love for you to come on my podcast and we can talk about it like grown people. In fact, I would love to interview one of the writers for this show. Jessica Gow is never going to do it, let's be honest. I would love to interview one of the writers, and I really want them to explain to me why they made a lot of the decisions for this show. Maybe I am missing something. Maybe I am too negative. Maybe there is something that this show can be praised for, and I just don't see it. I would love it for someone to actually have a genuine conversation with me and get me to understand why this show is the way it is. There's a reason why the audience score is currently at 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, take with that what you will. Well, guys, I will say it is fun coming back and spewing off some hate, (laughs) if you want to call it that, 
spewing off some genuine opinions on this show, but I enjoyed it. Am I back completely? We'll see. If it's something that's worth talking about, we'll see. You know, there's that. By all means, guys, continue to subscribe to the show, continue to share it, continue to, you know, spread the love, man. Just spread the love. That's all I got to say. Just spread the love. (laughs) With that being said, tune in next time, whenever that will be a next time, and I will be back. Thank you so much for supporting me as always. If you want to tweet at me, Mike Garcia VO on Instagram, Voice of Garcia on Twitter. And as always, when it comes to comic book content, game shows, movies, whatever the case may be, if you hear about it and read about it, I then talk about it like I did with this one. Stay safe, guys. Till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.